Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Phil Boogie, and welcome to another episode of Isolation Be Like. Um, I hope everybody's doing okay out there in these pandemic streets. So I just want to jump in um, full steam. So we're getting ready um, to head back into another school year. And I'm watching all this discussion, and I'm looking at all these reopening plans and all these committees and all these people deciding what we're going to do. And they've got the federal government and our all of our individual schools. And part of me has just sort of been sitting there not really caring because I made a decision back in April, really, beginning of April, that I wasn't going to be in a classroom. And shortly after, I decided that my kids weren't either because I saw what was happening, where we were headed, and nothing about being in an enclosed space made any sense to me with hundreds, um, and maybe in my case, on a, on a college campus, thousands of students, right? But here's the thing. We're getting these plans, and people are saying things like, uh, we're going to tape off the hallway in one direction, and we're going to distance, and we're going to have prepackaged lunch, and the, the AB group and the student here and the student there, they stay in the pod and then they're going to go to their isolated rooms or clap. Just a list of oh, and the teachers are going to have buckets and gloves in the classroom to, to sanitize. And But here's the thing. A couple years back, I was sitting in class and I was talking about how to write. An essay. This was a freshman composition course. And we had read a book. We had read Trevor Noah's book, um, Born a Crime was the name of um, the book. And um, we, we had read it. We're discussing. Very robust, you know, having a good time talking about this book. The students loved it. I loved the book. And I asked them a reflective question, right, related to the book. You know, to do some in-class writing, get some ideas out before they start working on their essays. So I asked the question and I said, I want to give you a few minutes and then we'll we'll circle back. So I'm sitting there and one of the students is just, you know, sitting for a minute. And, you know, I don't mind. Maybe it takes you a minute to get your, get your ideas. So then the student started writing. Um, the student, um, you know, was, was doing the work. It didn't seem to have a problem. So then I say, okay, let's talk. What you got? So people are talking about the book, talking about what they're thinking. And then this student raises their hand and starts talking about a completely different book. Um, wrote about something that no one discussed in the classroom. And I was confused. But of course, I'm a professor. I can't, you know, embarrass the student. I don't want to make them feel uncomfortable, but I am thinking, what what in the hell are you talking about right now? So when I asked the student, you know, hey, so what did you write about the book we were actually discussing? You know, the one that we actually read for class. Um, What do you have to say about that? And the student looked at me earnestly and just said, oh, I didn't know. We, I mean, you asked a question, but I didn't know. We had to answer the question about the book we just read. I thought we could just write about any book 
you know, so I just wrote about this other book that I had read. Now, maybe I wasn't clear. That's always my first thought. Maybe, maybe I wasn't clear, but I'm pretty certain when I spend 30 minutes discussing this book and that we're going to write an essay about this particular book, Trevor Noah, Born a Crime. That when I ask you a question at the end of that discussion, I'm not asking you to write about, you know, some Encyclopedia Brown book you read when you're nine. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not. Right. You know, sometimes I have the students, they come in mostly on time. I have a thing. If you come in before me, it's fine. After me, it's late. Right. And I usually give students a little bit of a cushion and, you know, got this this thing I do um, most classes where I. I have an assignment right at the top of class just to get the class going. If there's a reading, answer a question about the reading or whatever it is, just something to get the class going, a discussion, um, some free writing, whatever it is. And then you have the students who know how class works and they come in, you know, 10, 15 minutes late, which according to my syllabus, and I'll get to that in a second. Don't even come in that late. I don't, just don't come in. Don't come in that late, right? Unless we've talked about it. Um, there was some kind of emergency. Just don't casually stroll into my class 20 minutes late, right? Like you just rolled out of bed. Just don't do not do it. But students will come in. They'll slip in. It's already quiet. I don't care. Have a seat at your desk, right? But then I'm not going to jump up giving you personal. This is not a tutoring session. It's not the writing center. So when you come in my class 20 minutes late, and the leggings that you slept in and some, you know, the sweats or whatever you slept in and a raggedy T-shirt and you come in all quiet because everybody's working, not looking up. And you kind of sit down, making all that damn noise in your seat and you're looking around with that look like, uh, what's what is everybody doing? And I'm sitting at the front of the room because I was I was on time. So and I've already done the the, the setup. I'm not doing it again. Um Come on time. I'm not running over to your desk with with a handout with instructions. That's a that's a private tutoring session. I'm not I'm not doing it. So to me, you just come in, drop your bag and you come up to the front and say, Professor, my apologies. And what's everybody working on? And I and I tell you, I'm not going to withhold the information. Um, but people will just sometimes um, sit there and be confused. They won't even they won't even ask the person next to them. What's going on? I can tell they want to do it. I just don't understand why they why they do that. I mean, we're not talking about five year olds. We're talking twenty year olds. You know, twenty one year olds and something. Ask what's going on, right? Ask what's going on. Um, I had a student. I don't take late work in my classes. I had a student who turned in some work late, and then approached me talking about why did I get a zero because I didn't look at it. It came in. It came in late. It's not fair to the other students who work to get to working on time, period, in the story. That's it. That's the rule. It's been the rule. We know the rule. And I'm pretty open about that. And I also am flexible. If you come to me and you say, hey, I just I just can't get it done on time. Can I get a day or two? I usually say yes. But you just can't drop your work off when you feel like it. You know, it's just it's not going to happen. So I said, your work was late. Sorry, I, you know, I didn't read it and you got the grade as outlined in the syllabus. You got a zero. But, you know, turn in the rest of your work and we'll we'll talk about it at the end of the semester. And the student said, well, I was traveling and your syllabus doesn't say, your syllabus doesn't say what time zone the work has to be in. I was in a different time zone. It doesn't say what time zone is due. 
Now, usually I have to respond first to stuff like that. But even the students in class were like, come on, come on, you know, come on. And I see them. I see them in the cafeteria with their plates, with their dirty ass plates um, going back up to the buffet putting the serving spoon on the dirty ass plate because they want more guacamole, right? I see that too. That's not even my class and I'm just mad. I'm sitting there looking at them mad, right? You got to know better than that. It's big. Even if you don't know better, there's there's signs telling you, don't do that. Don't do that, right? They don't know how many essays are due in the semester. They don't know what essays are worth. All that shit is in the syllabus. They don't even read the syllabus, what books are we reading? It's in the syllabus. How much is the essay worth? It's in the syllabus. You know, it's right there. Right there. They don't even read that. My syllabus is not that long. I keep my syllabus. I don't I don't like to have a long syllabus because I know they're not going to read it. I want to make it as short and to the point as possible. Here's what's due. Here's what's going on. They don't even read that. So you mean to tell me you want me to walk back? into a building, onto a campus. Um, if you're a K through 12 teacher, you know, you know, into a, a space where there's going to be sometimes hundreds of thousands of people in one building, at least on the campus, we're spread out, but still it's too many people. You want me to walk back onto campus, into classrooms with people who won't even read the syllabus, with people who will listen to me talk about Trevor Noah for 37 minutes Ask a question about what I just talked about and then write a reflective response about Encyclopedia Brown. You want me to go back into class and you want me to believe that they read your 3000 page reopening plan and going to follow those instructions. They're not going to read that. They're not reading. They're not reading the damn syllabus. We all know they're not reading the syllabus. All of us. All of us. All of us. They're not reading the shit that's on the board. They stand up at the end of class and take the picture of the whiteboard. They take a picture of the whiteboard of what I talked about at the end of class. Like they're going to look at that picture. They're not looking at that picture. They're not re- They're not following no instructions. They can't use a clean plate in the cafeteria to put the damn guacamole on the plate. They can't do it. I see this every day. They're not going to switch up. For something invisible that they can't, they they know it exists. They're not switching up. They're not switch. They're not reading. They're not reading your reopening plan. Now they'll follow the rules that we shout at them about. That we say to them, "Hey, put your mask on." You're in class. They'll, they'll do that. Most of them, unless they're trying to fight with you about their civil liberties, of which, you know, not doing that. Um, they'll do that. They'll put the mask on because every it, peer pressure. They'll. They'll, they'll do that. Maybe. Are they going to um, not gather? Uh, of course they are. And they should. It's college. That's what it's for. Are they going to stay separate in the cafeteria? Hell no. They're not. They're not. They're not. Are they going to walk down the right hallway on the right side and, and, and measure six feet? And No. No, and all these instructions about 
A, B group, meet on Monday, then turn around, then do backflips. Then you do your classes on Tuesday with a different pod. And then that pod splits into particles. And then you do uh, a ride down a slide, a sliding board to do your math classes. Then the B group turns around and dissolves and becomes flowers. And you study that way for two days. And then you do Thursday virtually, right? And then Friday is high flex or hybrid where your teacher may or may not be in the classroom, but you can bring your pets because pets don't get it unless they're cats or dogs or any other animal. Um, And then you must bring your own blue tape, right, to cover your mat. No one's reading that shit. No one. They're not reading it. Um, And I didn't have to read it really myself because I'm not coming. I'm not coming in there. You can't asked me to come into a building where people can listen to me talk for um, 35 minutes about a thing and then write about something else. And I'm not talking about one time. Happen. This happens all the damn time. You know, confused, don't know what's going on. I didn't know it was due today. It said it said March 7th, but I wasn't sure if it was this March 7th. But you're not going to be in my class next March 7th. This class is over. Why are you confused about the due date? Why are you confused? You're not confused. You didn't read it. You're just showing up, just floating around. I'm not saying that all students are bad. I have great students, many of whom are listening right now, who I've maintained relationships with, and they're laughing because they know me. And they also know that I had no intentions of being up in that classroom because they know me that well to know that I'm not messing with none of them in that way because I know better. I know better. I'm not going to do it. You're not going to ask me to put my life, my family's life at risk for people who can't figure out whether or not I want assignments printed out or uploaded 10 weeks into a class. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Dipping, double dipping in the cafe. Not going to do it. Double dipping. Just nasty. Just walking. That's nasty. Not doing it. Not doing it. It's crazy to me that we're pretending that students who, who as a group, don't follow rules because it's developmentally appropriate. They're, they're just they're just floating. Right. That. And oh my God, the marketing materials with students posed behind blue tape with mask on and care, you know, just carefree socializing from a hundred feet away, texting with their friends like, oh, this is the new norm. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. No one believes, no one believes those pictures. No one believes it. They're going to be on top of each other the minute they get back. Without masks. That's right. Then coming into my classroom um, with masks that they've probably used 14,000 times because they haven't read instructions. So it's just COVID covered masks and book bags that have been dropped all over the place and just slathered in all manner of everything in my classroom. Then I got to walk around with a bucket and clean that shit up for the next. Prof- no, for the next. Prof- mm I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It's crazy. So 
I am praying for everybody. This is a hard time. You know, our lives completely change. We got to figure out what to do. And there are people out there, if schools don't open physically, going to be a great sacrifice. But this is the time for us to think about child care. Schools are not a child care system. They're just not. That's not that. That's what they do. We don't acknowledge that enough. K through 12. That's what they do. That's what they do. Maybe it's a way for for jobs, for the people who are responsible for the adult getting to work. Maybe there's a way for them to figure out how to help their employees with child care a little bit better. It's time for us to rethink that. Possibly we're asking our we're pretending really, you know, like, you know, school is all about this. You know, my, 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 my kids have to, they can't learn. They can't, my kids can't learn. They can't focus online. Your kids, your kids stay on that Xbox 19 hours a day. Don't tell me your child can't sit in front of a computer. Not, I'm not, it's a different thing. It's not just about the learning, right? And I'm not even talking about the special needs piece. I know there are so many complicated issues, but just generally speaking, it's not just the education, it's also childcare. We need to have a bigger discussion about that. You know, why are we expecting schools to take care of our kids all day? Right? So that we can go to work. Have your job. Let your job take care of your damn kids. They're the ones who want you there. So let them help you figure it out. We need a new way of looking at this. Instead of asking teachers to teach, babysit, discipline, in some cases, feed, clothe, all those things, all noble. But I think right now we're asking for too much from people. And I think we all got to bend, be flexible, sacrifice a little bit. Um, But we just can't push not only students, but teachers and people who clean the buildings and people who work in the office. And we just can't throw all those people back into a space that is unsafe so that people can go on and go on and go to their jobs. Now, I don't know what the answer is. I don't, but I think part of the answer is we have to be better equipped. We have all this money in schools. We have to figure out how to use that money so that schools are prepared for moments like this because things do happen. We do everything else online. Why aren't we prepared to do this? And not everybody can learn the same online. I get it. But this is a special situation. This is unique, right? We should at least be able to try it. And all the students, oh, my, the parents, oh, my kids need it. And I'm not talking about the kids who who have special. I'm talking about the, the, the parents who just feel like because my kids want to go, they should be able to go. Teach your kids something else. Everything's not about them. Everything can happen the way they want it to happen. I mean, I don't necessarily want to be in class all day. But my life isn't easier being home. Sacrifice. It is harder in many ways, right? But it's what, to me, it makes the most sense. It makes the most sense for me, for my family. And then I'm also not putting other people in danger for me to be doing something that I can be doing with the resources that exist digitally. So right now we all make that sacrifice, at least for my classes. I don't know what 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 everybody else chose. My my job gave us a choice to to, to teach the ways that we wanted. I chose to teach online and not even in a Zoom. I can't. Zoom is fine. I don't want to be on Zoom with 20 people pretending like it's a classroom. We don't need to do that. I'm going to post those materials. 
Um, I'm going to post some some lectures that kind of feel like podcasts where I'm just talking, explaining, and I'm going to make myself available, put them in some groups to do some work. We're going to figure this out. We don't need to be sitting inside of a box and a screen all day either. That's not useful for me in this in, in what I'm teaching. So I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm a VA synchronous. We're going we're gonna work in our own pace. Cause if you're at home, your life is different. Maybe you don't have six hours in a day to sit in three classes. You're right. You gotta work at different times. So we we're gonna be as flexible as possible and get through this. So I'm just gonna do what I'm doing. Luckily I'm in a position where I can. But these school systems have to really think and these administrators have to really think about what they're asking and the population who they're serving and whether or not they can follow these guidelines that they've kind of put together over the last couple of weeks. Now, you're you're sitting in Zoom meetings primarily planning for a safe return to classrooms in a couple of weeks. Have your meetings in person. Test out your shit first. See how it goes. Before you ask me to come back in that building. Hmm. All right, y'all. I'm going to get out of here. I'll talk to you guys next time. Stay safe. Stay sane. And wash your hands. Peace.